Welcome back, Questers. We're here on episode eight. I'm uh, Brian with my my partner in crime, as as Justin likes to always say. I, I don't know where he came up with that, but I just keep. I just came up with it myself. Yeah, I'm totally original in that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. It, it is I, Justin. In case in case you didn't know. Yeah, we're uh, episode eight. It's a uh, it's a uh, things are spreading like wildfire. I'd say uh, people are learning about the quest and and. We're well over a hundred listens for the first seven Woo-woo! episodes. So, uh, which I, I I would like to say I I asked around for people uh, today if anyone had a kazoo because I wanted to <laughs> shout with a kazoo in some way that we reached one hundred of something of something. Yes, so one hundred listens. We have reached the very first goal. Yep, we are onward to the next one. Yep, one one at a time. Yes. Well, uh, thanks for joining us again. Uh, you know, since since last time, last episode, we, we talked about electricity mm-hmm. um, and power and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I wanted everyone to know that as we exited oh, yes. this, the, the recording of the podcast from last time, I got shocked. Yeah, that is not like this isn't for promotion at all. This is legit like Brian – we we created a podcast almost because of a shock, and then we ended the podcast with, with a, a shock. shock. So I I don't know how that happened, but um, that's really kind of my since last time. Well, I w- I would like to say since last time, this isn't related to our topic of the week, but Brian and I did go snowboarding. Oh yeah, weekend, shoot. Shoot. and we won't spend much time on this, but. Uh, uh, one thing I learned uh, about myself, uh, I'd like to say in most cases I am average or better in a, most things that I do, except for snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> I am awful. Um, and this is my second time going. And, uh, of course, Brian and a friend of ours decided to jump right to the intermediate uh, hill, which I was you know, none the wiser. And uh, I will say that the my reasoning behind jumping to the inter- intermediate hill was that was the easier lift to get off of. So it was lift related. It was lift That's related. And, yeah. and so then my my thought process was, well, worst case scenario, he just kind of slides down the hill. <laughs> oh, oh, I slid down that hill. I toppled down that hill many times. Lost lost glasses. So yes. I felt bad about lo- you. You yeah. lost your glasses. Yep. It was foggy. Yeah. The one thing I did realize, though, is the run that we were on really was not very long at all. Although it felt like it took <laughs> it us forever. Took, to I think get down. it probably <laughs> took an hour for me, at least, to get down to the bottom. And with with searching for yes, your glasses, so. exactly. So it's not, you know, it probably should have taken a good snowboarder, maybe ten minutes. Not even. Not even. <laughs> Great. No. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we did that, and now I'm I'm in recovery from that. Uh, I, I do have backup pair of glasses for those concerned. I can see, but uh, but yeah, I, I I did survive. Good, good. Well, some of our fans, uh, we've got quite a few out there now. We do. I uh, I heard one story of someone who wouldn't confess. Mm-hmm. How many episodes she had listened to? Okay, and then we started talking about things, and she she was telling someone else about the podcast for yeah. us. She was kind of like our hype girl, yeah. And uh, she just kept referencing different bits from different episodes, <laughs> so she definitely listened to multiple episodes. It wasn't just like, yep. oh, I listened to one episode. Yep. It was, oh, I knew a little bit about episode one, and. You know, you guys just talked about electricity and uh-huh. you, you did a little yep. bit on this. It's so. okay. You can be a little embarrassed you listen. But as long as you're listening and enjoying yourself, you know, it, it's fun. I, I had someone else also come to me and, and talk about how he was listening. But he was a little frustrated because he wanted to be sitting next to us during these debates. Because <laughs> uh, he's like, I'm just driving in the car by myself and I'm just like, ah, I need to talk to them about this. Yeah. So, um, hopefully I, I do hope I, I, we both hope that, that the conversation, especially when we get to the debates, 
um, you know, th- these are good conversation pieces for your friends and families or, or even at work and if you're at the lunchroom. So, you know, and we're still we're still trying to work out the kinks. But once mm-hmm. we work out the kinks and get a little bit of equipment, we'll have guests. And yeah. so then then you're not just sitting in your car <laughs> listening to us and feeling yeah. like you're hanging out with us and then unsure that you should actually go and hang out with us like the person who went snowboarding yep. with us mm-hmm. she wasn't sure if she actually wanted to hang out with us because <laughs> she just listened to us for an hour but yeah, it's a little much but you know it's fun but uh but yeah so for for those new uh we are a once a week podcast and we switch topics every week and uh we like to have some friendly debates uh, and and you know drop some knowledge, but uh, but before that we like to do a little bit of the news. In the news, so I will kick it off for the news. Um, so our topic this week, uh, which is often white as the snow that I toppled down on Sunday, <laughs> uh, is is milk. Uh, which for anyone who knows me. Uh, could not be one of my more favorite topics. Um, and it was a blast kind of learning about this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we've had this, this discussion multiple times, which mm-hmm. is I think why we decided to have a podcast in the beginning, because we've had so many of these discussions yeah. about topics that some that we've talked about, some that we'll talk about in the future. Yep. But this one in particular, I know we both have this love for milk. Yeah. And it was kind of fascinating to learn all about it. Mm-hmm. The other thing I have to mention, the 11th of January is National Milk Day. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's really where this all started from. Yep. Coincidentally, the 10th uh, was like S- electric shock day. Static or electricity Stat- day. Static electricity. Yeah. We did not plan we that. We didn't plan neither though. <laughs> just, you know, sometimes when you got something going, it just – everything works out yeah. perfectly. If so. we end up with every podcast becomes one of these – Surrounding one of these national weird, yeah. you know, thing day. Yep, we didn't we didn't mean to. It was it wasn't intentional. No. We just like talking about these things. Well, anyway, uh, you know, looking at the news and and as it relates to milk, there's a lot of different things in the milk category. But one of the things that that comes up a lot when you when you think about milk is um, is it truly? There's a lot of debates about this. Is it truly good for you mm-hmm. uh, or not? And um, I've always been under the under, uh, understanding or, or perception that milk is good for you. And more specifically, it's good for your bones. Uh, so there was a recent study that actually got released um, this um, this year in 2019. Uh, and there was a study over the um, 2018 year. Um, and there's a, a doctor. His name is Dr. Roach. Um but he did this study into milk to find out if it actually is good for you. Um, and there's a lot of conflicting reports. But um, from what he found um, was that there's not necessarily a direct correlation to milk making your bones stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are things within milk that do help with bones, uh, with you know vitamin D um, and calcium that, that come within milk. Um, but one of the biggest things that they one of the things that they found within that study is that um, it's an estimated six to eight percent reduction of fracture from consuming cheese or milk daily. So I would say, you know, as someone who loves stats, that that's a pretty decent, you know, percentage when you look at the grand scheme of things is that people who are consuming milk and more specifically cow's milk, as mm-hmm. we'll get into all these other milks. Mm-hmm. Um, that have, you know, those nutrients in them, um, then you're actually at less of a risk, you know, if you're falling down a mountain because uh, you don't know how to snowboard, you might not break your bones as often yes. as someone else who doesn't. That's why them. you didn't break your bones. Yes, that's exactly why. So, but yeah, so that was that was my news, uh, a study that just came out this year. Well, the, the news I found uh, relates to those other types of milk and I found it interesting that uh, silk, the I guess milk, yeah, the, yeah, I've seen them. artificial or I don't want to say artificial, but non-traditional, yes, uh, milk manufacturer. They came out with oat, yeah, oh geez, it's an oat 
milk. Oat. Okay. Yes. I don't. I will continue, and I'll, I have something to add to that. I, I, <laughs> they have a plain vanilla and a chocolate. Uh, I feel like that might be pretty good. Okay, we'll we'll have to get some for you next time. Apparently, if they make it, yeah, it's it's higher in carbs than than most almond and soy milks. Uh, it's yeah. got fourteen grams per serving, um, and it, it's started kind of becoming popular last year. But they just announced their um, their launch of it, you know, mm-hmm. recently, um, and it's available in Target, Walmart, Publix, and and Sprouts. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, as we always do with these podcasts, Brian and I do, you know, a healthy amount of research into these things. And one of the things I happened upon was uh, a video of how basically how you create your own milk and you can make anything into a milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just requires you to have that thing, put it in water and basically store it for like two days and then uh, let the water seep out. It's like, Super like there's there's much more to yeah. it from a like business if you're making milk and all that. But if you wanted to like see if different things could be made into milk that you might not necessarily do, um, they were doing some weird ones and it was it was kind of interesting. So it you mentioning oat milk actually does it's interesting, but it doesn't shock is, me okay. because I I can picture them you know doing it doing the process for yeah, that. Yeah, I I. And and not for this research, but I remember hearing, you know, sometime last year that it it's kind of outrageous the number of almonds that need to be uh, utilized to actually create, you know, a glass of almond milk. Yeah. It's just astonishing. Well, I'm curious. Well, I, if anything happens, if, if milk is made in that way, if anything happens, like, can you use those almonds after they've been quote unquote milked really mm-hmm. just watered the flavors from it right and then can you use well, that not, you know the the nutritional value is probably a good portion of it is yeah. at least sucked out of the almond then, yeah right? that's true yeah that makes sense so let's uh let's drop a little knowledge after we did did some news as is kind of tradition now I, i'm uh brian myself I don't really know. I'm, I'm Brian myself. <laughs> I, when I say I like, I just don't know if people recognize my voice yet compared to you. Oh, I have a I have a voice that people remember. Well, no, I'm just saying, just comparatively. Oh, okay. I don't know if people recognize. You know, when I say I'm oh. the so and so guy, yeah, you're the so and so guy. Do they that's actually fair. recognize that? If they're it's brand Brian. new, they they might not. Yeah, but. I think if you've listened to at least one podcast, Hopefully. we have a pretty distinct difference <laughs> in voice. Um, but yeah. anyways, so I'm the history guy. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about history in milk, and, and it's a very long history. I mean, really, uh, the history of milk starts with the domestication of of animals. Mm-hmm. You know, around 10,000 BC. Uh, once, once you know, people around the world were d- domesticating cows and goats and buffalo, or I guess they don't. At that point, they weren't domesticating buffalo, yeah. but you know, th- those type of mammals, they um, started milking them for for nutritional value. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't really until um, eighteen o three when Thomas More came out with the refrigerator. So can I stop you for one second? Yeah, did I skip too far for you? No, no. But as I, th- I was just thinking in my head, if you're like the first person or first couple people that just like, hey, look at that animal. Yeah. Let me go pull on it, the teats to like get milk out of it. Oh, let me see what it tastes like. Like the process of of well, but discovery of, in those days is just I, what I would probably think is they probably saw the you know. The goats, kid, or you know, okay, the yeah, I think they're called kids, right? I, I don't I th- know. I think that sounds goats are goats. Some are animals young, are, are kids. kids. Yeah, um, you know, going up and and getting milk from the mother mm-hmm. and wondering, you know, is that something that can actually be consumed? Right? Yeah. Now, there weren't very many cultures that 
did this very often for milk as milk yeah. because there was no refrigeration and and things spoiled. So they had to do various, you know, um, fermentation mm-hmm. or um, whatever it might be to create cheese or yogurt or things that kept a little bit better than milk yep. um, by itself. Um, but that changed a little bit in 1803 when Thomas More um, invented the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And so then you could keep things cold and, you know, the milk wouldn't necessarily sour right away. Um, we'll, we'll advance a little bit to 18, 1850s mm-hmm. where the, the swill milk came about. Okay. And it was very controversial um, milk. It, it was kind of people uh, being cheap, um, milk, the milk industry being cheap. Okay. And so they were actually uh, milk milk cows were being fed mash from breweries, so okay. the leftover from from yeah. um, leftover mash. Well, this meant the uh, the milk that was actually being produced by the cows right. wasn't very um, nutritious, and you know it was coming out very clear, mm-hmm. and you know not. Uh, a good milk to sell from mm-hmm. the looks as well as nutritional value. And this word get, gets kind of sketchy. So they started to add plaster of Paris um, and thickened it with starch and, and eggs. Plaster of Paris? Yes. Paris. Know. Oh, Paris. Pla- pla- plaster of Paris. Like what is that? The binding. Uh, um, if you uh, ever do like – Paper mache type of stuff. Okay, yeah, plaster of Paris is like the binder. How do you know that? Uh, <laughs> I've never even heard one person in my life say that. Essentially, it's it's like a glue, right? Okay, it's like a glue. All right. Yeah, it's not it. Like <laughs> so, they're plaster. putting glue in. Essentially, okay. All right, I'm, I'm on the same yeah. wavelength like now. Like this disgusting, this disgusting. You know, not. A product not made to ingest. Mm-hmm. They're putting it in milk, and a bunch of people died, um, especially you know in, in the East Coast area where you're in a city, and so you're not necessarily getting your your milk from a farm directly. You're getting it through these these you know bigger companies, mm-hmm. um, because you know milk was kind of one of the first foods to be industrialized, and so. You know, you had some kind of sketchy stuff going around yeah. and and cutting corners. Yeah, and, cutting corners yeah. and there was no real regulation to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um so you know, a bunch of kids died. Um and and then we'd move a little bit farther um to this is kind of what brought about pasteurization mm-hmm. and um you know that that was came about in the eighteen sixties with Louis Louis Pasteur in France. Oh, okay. Yeah, pasture. Like they've heard yeah, that past, in pasture. Yep. Um, and and so that kind of helped evolve the uh, maintaining of milk over you know periods of time, as opposed mm-hmm. to just raw milk that yeah. didn't keep very long. Yep. Um, less glue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hopefully, less glue. Less glue. Uh, and then we we advanced to 1879, and Anna Baldwin. She was the person who patented, patented patented the milking machine. Okay. So the the real industrialization of 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 the milk industry started then because mm-hmm. you were able to mass produce, you know, cow milking and all of that kind of stuff. Um so uh one thing, you know, I want to take a a slight step back, but um almond milk was uh, kind of first was the first non dairy milk okay. to be created, and that was in the 13th century. What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was some like hipster new craze thing. That, or it wasn't not popular. Hipster, I, but, you, yeah. yeah, but it, it it wasn't popular until you know recently. Yeah, uh, because there wasn't this push to move away from milk, and I think it's interesting. You know, this is where this like whole. Uh, history behind milk yeah. is fascinating because there was this 
um, milk is so nutritious in, in value and it's at one point was thought to be like a complete food. So yeah. you could just have milk and it gave you a bunch of amino acids and right. a bunch of, you know, calcium, calcium and, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And um, so it was an easy food for people to have when there wasn't, you know, much else to eat or, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe you're a little bit poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- it actually affected the genetics of people because initially when you you had, um, you know, people weren't drinking dairy milk, uh, you know, we as humans don't produce, don't um, produce lac- lactase. Yes. Lactose? Lac- no, lactase oh, okay. is the enzyme that breaks down lactose. Okay. And after a certain age, we don't produce lactase. Okay. Or initially we didn't. Yeah. Then there was a genetic – because people started to drink more milk, sure. the people who were then surviving mm-hmm. um, were those who developed this genetic mutation of producing more lactase, um, you know, and then those were the, the ones who s- survived. And so from genetics, then you start to produce lactase. So yeah. that's why you see a lot of – uh, people in, in um, Asian cultures, um, uh, I think a little bit of Central American cultures, yeah. um, uh, or uh, Central and S- South American cultures, uh, don't drink much milk and have like lactose problems mm-hmm. because of the genetic mutation that happened in the United States and and um, you know Western Europe. Mm-hmm. They started to have this genetic mutation of producing lactase longer than, you know, it was traditionally done. It's kind of interesting just to touch on that real quick is that, um, you know, while there are studies, there's been studies for as, as forever, especially the last 10 to 15 years on like, is it really healthy? Is mm-hmm. it not? And, and there will be conflicting reports probably for the next century. Um, but let's say it, you know, when it first started and people were drinking more and more, it was like the complete meal, right? Yep. Like it, it had all these nutrition or, or at least self um, proclaimed nutritional value. And so people went all in on it, adjusted their lives. It now has become a part of who we are. And genetically we have changed because of how it was before. Now, you know, there's studies again coming out that, that conflict on some of that stuff. I, I, believe that there's a good nutrition from, from milk still. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but just thinking, you know, a hundred years down the line to think about how, you know, what are the things that we're eating and doing right now right. that we're, you know, in some cases told is healthy in some cases, you know, is like clearly healthy or whatever, but, you know, investing in, and now our kids, our genetics are all changing. And then eventually they might be like, oh yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But it's already too late at that point or you have to yeah. spend another hundred years just getting it out of the system. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating. And, you know, I think milk is a pretty nice one if we're going to mess things up, but like it could have been, you know, something ridiculous. But, um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting as you're reading through that. Yeah. It, it's really, of all the topics we've talked about, I couldn't believe how many different rabbit holes I kind of went down mm-hmm. of like, oh, you know, this swill milk thing. And there's all these articles on swill milk. And like I could have done like, you know, we t- 20 minutes this. on swill milk and, and the history behind that. And and so like it, it was kind of hard to parse down like, oh, like let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. I mean I still have other stuff that, uh, you know, from the history part that will – I'm probably going to have to work yeah. in other places just sure. because it it was I mean there's so much behind this that mm-hmm. that it's well as way more as than per I usual with our topics I mean we can really only touch the surface I think with milk we were just you know in some cases pleasantly surprised with how deep the topic is and and same I mean electricity you know when we talked about that last week there was certainly a lot of that and a lot of history to it but milk is just you just you don't. You take milk for granted. Right. It just you is. Do take milk it just is. Yeah. And you right. you know don't know much about the history. And then of you it. have all the different like side products of almond milk, right? Soy milk. Yep. You know whatever it might be. Yep. Organic. You know. Yeah. All that that type of stuff gets into it, and and so it 
it really becomes, um, you know, complicated and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll touch on some more, but I'll, I'll jump in with, um, with some quick stats and then actually a little bit of kind of some fun history tied onto that. And maybe that was, you know, some additional stuff that you can touch on, but, um, a couple things. So global, the global milk production uh, by species, and this is you know a little bit dated. Uh, it's from the last couple of years, but or from a couple of years ago. But eighty percent comes from cattle. Thirteen uh, percent. This actually surprised me. Comes from buffaloes, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if I've ever had buffalo milk. No. Um, uh, from from the the stat that I saw, it's it's all almost all uh, water buffalo in in India. Oh, interesting. Uh, because I'm guessing that's probably tied to cows. Um, you know, there's a, a ton of cows over there, but then they're also viewed as sacred animals. Right. And so in some cases, they won't milk them there. But uh, goats comes in in third, and this is just uh, by species. So goats comes in at 2%, sheep at 1%, and camel comes in at 0.3%. So oh. the fifth most milked animal so so one of the one of the stats that i found uh that i find interesting is um well first uh india is is the world's largest producer of milk Mm -hmm. and water buffalo produces half of that oh of their oh uh, really yes okay i did not know that yeah so that that's one one thing that's interesting when you talk about all of those goats and camels and mm-hmm. and um, you know, cows and all that stuff, yep. um, I thought it was interesting the uh, fat content that's in each of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you looked this up, Mm-mm. but so so humans, um, you know, human uh, milk content is about four point five percent fat. Okay, cows is about three point five. Camels is about uh, two point five. And if you're wondering, if you really want a, a chunky baby, oh jeez, a whale is thirty four point eight percent. Oh, oh, that's nasty. Oh, oh, whale. Who's milking whales? Honestly, how do you milk a whale? <laughs> like what? <laughs> ah, man. Whoa. Okay, that is a. I guess a conversation for another day because <laughs> I don't want to talk about it today. <laughs> um, well, anyway, uh, a couple other quick ones uh, from a statistical standpoint. Um, so this is more common, but milk is actually, uh, as of last year, the fifth most consumed beverage in the U.S., um, and that falls behind water, soda, coffee, and beer or cider. Wow. Um, which I thought was – pretty interesting you know i think as we kind of get into some of this stuff um milk is and actually in my next stat here uh in the last three decades the number of people who drank three or more servings of milk per day dropped from 13 percent to four percent so hmm. people just aren't i mean this is that's a kind of a high volume standpoint so that's not a surprise too much of a surprise but people are drinking less drinking less of it yeah. they're using it in a lot of products but but actually, like drinking it um, is is dropping, and and I actually looked at in terms of use for the dairy products, um, like drinking it fresh out of a glass, it makes up about forty three percent of milk consumption. The rest of that goes into you know butter and and ghee and and cheese and um, you know other like powders and whatnot, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. I thought that you know I guess you know I thought it might have been a little bit more, but um, but interesting nonetheless. Um, so, uh, this is a little, little off the, the stats here, but, uh, as I went down a rabbit hole, um, I found myself in a pop culture rabbit hole when it came to milk. Um, interesting. and I was looking at, um, milk in films and I, I won't, Spend a ton of time on this because, again, we could talk all day on milk. You're a film guy. I, I don't even know. I guess maybe. I, I, people would be insulted if, if I accepted that, that honor. But, um, but I do like, like films. So I actually haven't seen this first one, but I thought it was interesting. So uh, A Rebel Without a Cause, which was uh, with James Dean, um, had a, this was 1955. It had an iconic scene uh, in, the, in the movie where he um, – takes a, a 
big thing of milk yep. and he's like drinking it. And um, at the time, uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's always debate on film and like what means what. But um, but during that time and even still to this day, milk in movies is when someone's drinking it is in some ways to represent innocence. So in this hmm. scenario, he was kind of restarting his life, mm-hmm. you know, getting back on pace and milk kind of represented that. And, and this, um, you know, innocence that comes from it, you see children drinking it, but you don't as often, you don't see adults drinking milk in movies or, or films or even TV shows. Yeah. It's just, and it's certainly in, in, in pop culture is just not as common. Um, and then another uh, interesting one, Singing in the Rain, yep. Uh, yep. famous 1952 uh, musical movie. Um, they uh, – in the film, there's, a, there's this epic day. I, and this is, again, went down a rabbit hole because I was like, I need to know the answer to this. Uh, there are multiple reports that in the, the iconic Singing in the Rain scene mm-hmm. that they – used milk oh, to yes. help with and I figured you would actually yeah. enjoy this. Yeah. I've used milk so that the drop Correct. water droplets would yes. be in it. I've heard that. Yes. So I was like, oh that's really cool. So I actually added it to this to like be like, oh that's interesting. Then I went deeper and apparently there have been actors and actresses and family of actors and actresses that have that have debated this and they said no it was not it was just lighting that was done in different ways to add, you yeah. know, so that it would come down. But in general, I thought it was pretty interesting that, like, you know, you're you're a, a video guy and you love, you know, that type of thing and you're you're really good at it. So just to at that time find effects that bring that out and and mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool. Whether they did it or they didn't, I think it's just interesting. And then the last really quick fun one that I never knew and I've seen the movie so many times. Um, but in Home Alone, um, when uh, the family's all together. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you remember, uh, his um, Kevin's older brother, so Kevin, the mm-hmm. main character, his older brother Buzz or cousin, I think it's his brother Buzz, the the jerk, yeah, the jerk. Um, he like, I, I think he's pushing. Uh, he pushes, or sorry, Kevin pushes Buzz uh, because he didn't save him any pizza. Buzz backs up into cups of milk. Okay. And the milk spills everywhere. Yeah. Now, that's not, you know, a crazy thing. It's just milk spills, whatever. Don't cry over spill milk kind of thing. Um, but in cleaning up the milk, they actually – it's you can't even see it unless you pause the film. But they clean up the milk. And as they're cleaning it up, Kevin's plane ticket is in the mess and they throw it away. And so the whole premise of the movie of them forgetting about him and them not ha- – I mean they didn't have a ticket for him. They 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 look through all the tickets I'm, I'm pretty sure at one yeah. point in the film and like, yeah, okay, everybody's why, here. Right. The, his ticket was on the counter and the milk spilling caused in some ways the whole movie to happen, which I thought was just kind of funny and, and interesting to think hmm. about how that was such an iconic film and, an, and a moment that no one – if you pause it, you can actually read Kevin – on the plane ticket, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, as, as we've talked about, there's so much here that we yeah. could dig into. I have yeah. more stats that I'm not even going to touch on unless they naturally come up. But yeah, know. I, I think, uh, I think we could similar to the video games topic that we had, we could probably talk about milk for, yeah. for quite a long video time. games and milk. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? Just, we're just kids. Yeah. We're just, just, we're just innocent kids, you know? Yeah. yeah. But um, a couple of more things that, that I want to mention just before we sure. we get into our, our big friendship test. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found it interesting in, in kind of the history why we, you know, as Americans or as people really, mm-hmm. uh, cow's milk, right? So if you think about a cow, well, cows have multiple stomachs. And so they're ve- they're not like us at all, and mm-hmm. so their digestion and, and um, everything is is not at all like humans. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know one of the th- one of the things I read w- was that actually donkey milk is the most comparable in composition. Yeah, I heard about donkey milk being similar, but you don't see that. It, it's it's because um, cows were so easy to like. They're so docile and able to. You're able That's to produce true. a lot from them. So, 
you they were able to be domesticated and mm. if you had one cow you were able to produce you know a lot of milk whereas if you have one donkey you're not going to produce as much milk mm. right and and they're not as e- easy to handle and all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so i think that's really where the genesis of of cow's milk came from mm-hmm. it, it wasn't even like the fact that oh yeah scientifically this makes the most sense and and is the closest for us and and our bodies can break this down no it's actually completely wrong because cows can you know with all of those stomachs they can digest things so much better than we mm-hmm. can and so it doesn't make any sense why we you know drink cow's milk other than the fact that they were the easy animal to <laughs> can, contain yeah. and and we we'll just take whatever we want yeah <laughs> so so th- that's something that that I really wanted to you know talk about before before we get into our big friendship test. Sure. We've got our friendship test. We've got a lot of topics on our friendship test. We've decided Justin Justin kind of sprung this on me a little <laughs> bit before the podcast, but he brought in four different types of milk. Yep, I went to the grocery store. I found some interesting, uh, well, some some classic flavors, yeah. and then we uh, we found an interesting one too that uh, I have not tried. Um, so we got some two uh, percent regular milk. We have some Nesquik chocolate milk. We have some strawberry low fat milk, and we also have a special uh, milk here called. Vegemo, which is veggie milk, um, which is easily the weirdest one I saw. Yeah. Um, well, so let's let's talk about the contents of this Vegemo. It's uh, it's got P, as in P E A, not like it's got a little P. <laughs> you know, it's like good for the you. Plant P, tapioca, sterile, and, <laughs> and potato milk. So, so I think the first thing to talk about is tapioca. Neither of us realized that tapioca was actually a plant. Yeah. We just thought they were the little balls that came in, you know, drinks. Yeah. And, and, well, and desserts like tapioca yeah. pudding and all right. that. Like I, did, I didn't know that it was a vegetable, but apparently it's part of veggie milk. And now we know. Yeah. So and now you know. It, it's – Tapioca is a starch. Um, yeah. Well, it, uh, it's that's news to me. Yeah. So well, so we're learn we as always we're learning. Hopefully, you're learning with us. But uh, yeah, so we thought you know we could be trying some of this stuff as as we go through and um, you know in the friendship test. One of the things that we we typically start or always go with is just the classic milk, right? Yeah. Like if you're, are you a um, are you a whole milk person? Mm-hmm. Are you a two percent? Are you a one percent? Are you a skim? Yeah. Um, and what what's your take on that? I, I'm a two percent. Okay. Yeah. So so this two percent that you got here, you know, that's gonna that's gonna hit the spot for me. Yeah. Um, so for me, I actually kind of have a life cycle with this. So I started as a two percent person. Yeah. Um, I then. Uh, I guess as I tried to become more health conscious or whatever, um, I started to get into 1%. Uh, one of my, my best friends, um, uh, shout out to Scott who might or might not be listening. Uh, his family drank skim milk and mm. he, uh, I like slowly was like, ah, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then eventually over a couple of years I got to skim milk and then it was tough to kind of go back. But, um, whole milk, no thanks. Yeah, can't can't do that one. Yeah, yeah. Whole milk's whole milk's a little tough. I do, um, you know, a lot of chocolate milk is whole milk. Yeah, and and so I will drink it in, but it does feel like a almost a replacement shake, um, and and like a meal that, for you. Yeah, and that's where like in a milkshake, sure. Yeah, um, chocolate milk maybe a little bit, but I don't know. I. Yeah, and as I drink this, I have to say, so I love milk. In the last probably year or two of my life, I've drank a lot less of milk. Yeah. Um, and so actually sitting down and drinking a glass of milk, I haven't done a lot recently, and mm-hmm. this was 
amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, like it just like brought back so much joy. Um, you know, and I, again, we use it in a lot of cooking and we'll eat, you know, drink it from time to time, but this is, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Does it kind of take you back a little it, well, back in the day? It, it does. <laughs> so for me, uh, this is kind of related almost to my news story a little bit. So I love to tell this story cause it shows you how much I love milk, hopefully. Um, but when I was in, I believe seventh grade, I was, um, playing football. I always played like backyard football. We get together with all the neighborhood kids or, or friends, play some football. Um, to that point, like I always like every day, I was probably that, that three glasses of milk a day kind of person. Uh, just loved it. We would just run through gallons of milk all the time. Well, uh, did that. And then, um, I was playing football, took a hit to the, uh, to the rib cage and never broken a bone up until that point. Um, and so I'm like, Oh crap. Like, I think I broke my ribs. Like I was in so much pain, went to the, the emergency room, um, got x-rays, whatever, and was waiting around for, you know, however long, a couple hours, whatever. So now waiting to hear, like my bones got broken and the nurse comes out and she's like, we have your results. And she's like, these bones are the most beautiful bones <laughs> I've ever seen. And I don't know if she was just trying to comfort me or what, but I was like, yes, <laughs> like it worked. I didn't break a bone. She loved my bones coming from a nurse. I was like, yeah, that's, this is a proud moment of, of my life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I just kept, I was all in on milk, you know, for, for, you know, for a good while until, you know, recently where I just drink a little bit less, but yeah. So that was, I think maybe my back in the day, uh, I'm not exactly sure my age, but, but it was, you know, between the seven, probably five and seven, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe five and eight. Uh, but I li- grew up on a farm or not. I didn't grow up on a farm. I grew up in the country. So we were near farms. Mm-hmm. And so I had the opportunity to milk a cow. You all really? Yeah. So wow, that's or cool. at least attempt to milk like I don't think I was very successful with yeah. it. But uh you know sitting down on on the little stool and you got yep. your little pail and mm-hmm. you're sitting there and milking the cow and um I think th- that's one of them. Um the other one um you know being from from Pullman uh Ferdinand's uh is a very famous creamery and dairy. And produces cougar gold cheese. Okay. Um, I know it's not necessarily milk, but, uh, you know, at some point they do start with, you know, a milk product. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I remember learning about the cheese process and and, um, how everything was created and um, just find it fascinating how much milk goes into, you know, producing all this cheese. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of cool, like, growing up and having some of those experiences. I don't think I ever – I've seen a cow get milked, mm-hmm. and I've never, I've never Actually done it. Actually physically done it, yeah. It. Yeah, yeah I mean, you have to, like, especially, um, you know, with regulations and everything, because it's, it's one of the most regulated foods yeah. out there. Sure. Um, um, we had to – there was, like, a – I think it was iodine? Some, some like – disinfectant type yeah. of product sure. that you'd have to, you know, rub on the teat and and then you had your gloves and you just started to milk the cow. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. Cool. So our next friendship test um, is one that really hits home for me. Yes, it does. Well, why don't you why don't you kick it off then? Chocolate milk, regular milk, or some other type of flavoring, and we've got a strawberry here. Yes. So you could be a strawberry person. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna think you're crazy if you're a strawberry milk type of person. But so well, I'm I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll give you my opinion first. So uh, I am a regular milk person. Uh, wow. And wow, uh, this I don't... may this may end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. I grew up with it. I. I you know, if we had chocolate milk at home, it was like the Hershey's syrup that you'd pour in and then mix up kind of chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. 
um, which was fine. I don't mind chocolate milk and just having it again now. I don't think I've had a glass of chocolate milk in years. I had one at lunch. Yeah. I feel, don't you eat one or drink one every, almost every day? Just about. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I, I'm, I'm already done with my, my (laughs) (laughs) well, um, I will say, uh, I've, I don't think I've ever had, or maybe not in a long, long time, had strawberry milk. So yeah, I've had strawberry milk before. It's... I'm a little nervous. It looks like Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. Um, I mean... Tastes a little like Pepto-Bismol, but actually not It's it, bad. To me, it's just a, a strawberry shake. Yes. I was just going to say uh, strawberry shake is probably a good comparison. Um, I, uh, I would also like to... Uh, Oh say that I have. Oh boy! <laughs> I, I surprised Brian earlier with the milk, uh, but you can't have milk without chocolate wow. chip cookies. This, uh, you know, I'm sorry for all the listeners because you immediately became jealous of what's going on here. As you should be. Yeah, because this is a feast. You do want to join us next next time. I mean. Well, the reason why we started this podcast is to have fun, and this is the perfect. You can't talk about milk and not drink milk and eat cookies. Yeah. So now, dig in. Now brand. I will say, when we talk about chocolate regular or whatever type of flavoring, I do have a little bit of a weird thing with with my chocolate milk. Okay. Because most chocolate milk now now the one that that you bought. Uh, was low fat and let's see let's let's look at how how much fat's actually in this um four grams of fat i don't know what that actually compares to normal in terms of yeah got nest quick yeah so it's it's low fat milk Mm -hmm. um do you prefer it to be fattier well no that's what i'm saying is is that um most milk is is most chocolate milk is actually whole milk or or like a higher uh, fat content than you know just your typical two percent or it's, it's just a lot thicker. Mm-hmm. And so what I'll actually do, which is very controversial for a lot of people, I get a lot of comments on this. I love my chocolate milk in ice. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> friendship over, podcast over. You don't mix milk. With water, you don't water it down. <laughs> but essentially, ice. essentially, that's what you're doing. If you're getting skim milk or one percent, that's the same thing. Mm-mm. Now my milk is now cold. The other, the other benefit that I have from from having ice in my milk. So, so I've got my chocolate milk, poured it over ice. It's now very cold. I like my drinks very cold. The other benefit is that when I'm done with my glass of of chocolate milk, the ice still has a little bit of chocolate on it, and so I'm able <laughs> I eat the ice, and it's it's a little bit like chocolate ice. Yeah, because everyone loves chocolate ice, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, if if I can't savor the chocolate milk, you know, I, I'm I'm still able to have a little bit of chocolate in my life after I'm done with the glass of milk. That is quite odd, <laughs> I will say. Um, I uh, I disagree in, in doing that, but, you know, whatever makes you happy, I guess. Um, it does. Uh, <laughs> it's, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, jumping into this next piece, which um, – have you tried it yet, Brian? No. Okay. So, um, you know, as, as we've alluded to in a lot of these uh, – earlier in this podcast – there's a ton of other milks and you know and interesting ways of even making those milks. Some of the more common ones are almond, soy, rice, coconut. Um, you know those are probably the most common, but there's there's a ton more even beyond that. I think I just saw something about banana milk. The we other talked day. about oat milk. Oh yeah, oat milk. So like all all those things, it, it's kind of interesting. Have you? Um, gotten into any of those have you tried i can't them? i can't say I've, I've tried almond milk i've tried coconut milk um i can't say that i cashew milk's another one enjoyed another. yeah i need them to be have chocolate in them to yeah well i think that's one thing so so my my wife um she is lactose intolerant mm-hmm. so you know maybe a little funny because i love milk so much and she can't have it but um but essentially, she's done a lot of um, 
you know, she gets almond milk and um, not necessarily drinks it by the glass, but we'll use it. Actually, a lot of the things that we cook, I, you know, I don't think half the time she doesn't tell me because I might be like skeptical about it, but she'll use almond milk or soy milk or one of those things in cooking, which I never really noticed. Mm -hmm. But just drinking a glass of it, I've, I've tried a couple of these and I just, I, it's hard for me to get into them, but you have to get the flavored ones. I I think that's definitely key, even though they add sugars that way. Um, you know, the, the vanilla or chocolate kind of flavors, um, but yeah, but while while we are talking on these unique flavors, we are about to try for the first time veggie milk, which again is veg- a little oh, veggie mo veggie veggie mo. But veggie mo is veggie milk. Oh yeah, or at least maybe they've they're the first to do it. I don't know. But um, again, that is pea, the green one, tapioca, and potato milk. So All here right. we, here we go. Here we go. Oh. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't oh. That was Do I have I, any I other I, milk to <laughs> wash that down? I I mean it's not it's it's I don't it know. It started I'm trying, out like water. It, yeah. it started out like I was like, oh it nice. kinda tastes watery and then it's like this earthy yeah, oh, I think that's what it, it is. <laughs> I need to just, I need to figure out what the taste is. It's at the end, the the kind of final notes of the of the milk. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. If you it, could see Justin's uh, face right now, it is an adventure. I'll give it that. Uh, just like this podcast, but uh, yeah, this is interesting. I think it does start kind of watery, and then it gets into like. If milk was sitting on on the ground, maybe for a while, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I uh, I don't think it's like um, what I feel like, almost like a woody, um, yeah, like bark. Yeah, I could I could see that if you're eating bark, you know, <laughs> could, that's your thing. Um, yeah, uh, I can taste a little bit of the tapioca. Just a tad bit. Oh, um, and uh, I don't know about the potato. I think the potato they just use for coloring, I think, is, is less flavor and more coloring. But the peas, I don't know why they're using peas. Maybe know. that's what the weird stuff is, like pea flavor. No, but I like peas. That's the thing. I like you like pea milk? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. I, I wish, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll turn this into like a, a web, uh, like a YouTube show, yeah, YouTube yeah. podcast, and, and we'd have video of, of you doing that. Yeah, maybe because we'll. Because that, that was, that was good. Yeah. The, well. the face that you made there was. Well, you made a similar face <laughs> yeah. in your first reaction. Yeah. So I... <laughs> but we had the same, that was the problem. We planned that poorly because we had a sip of it at the same time. So. It was quiet, <laughs> and then my reaction, and I was not paying attention to what your initial reaction was. No. So I don't know. But if, but we might have been hesitant if one of us saw the other one yeah. do it, and then might have changed. I yeah. think we were all right. But uh, uh, the unfortunate thing is, I've bought I've bought three different like small you know personal sized milks that we have split, and then we have this large veggie milk that. Uh, I can't say is ever going to be uh, drank. So, yeah, but we tried it. We gave it a whirl, and I give it a stamp of disapproval. Yeah, uh, uh, that was that was not good. Yeah, if if you need to be lactose free, gluten free, soy free, need to be low on cholesterol, and maybe are even uh, uh, trying to be vegan, that maybe is the choice for you. It's an excellent source of B12. Yeah. So I think after that, um, we're, we're maybe thinking a little loopy. <laughs> we, we might be eating some weird stuff and yeah. it's affecting our brains. By the so. way, your cookies are delicious. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, um, I just had to throw that in there. That was keeping a little bit of the sanity in this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. And, and, and now that we're you know at almost at 54 minutes – it's time for delusional thinking. 
So this week's delusional thinking question uh, obviously revolves around milk. Justin, would uh, would you rather milk a cow for all the milk that you consume or have a 10% of all milk you drink being sour? Oh, man. All right. A question for you. Uh, if if I get this sour milk, mm-hmm. do I have to finish it? No. You okay. just you just you just taste it and then you know it's sour and mm. but that doesn't mean you can then go pour another glass of milk and that yeah. one's not sour. Like, right, it's gonna be sour too, and yeah. the gallon's bad yeah. or whatever. Um Yeah, I think you know, I am just talking this out as we do, uh the the milk you consume and, and actually having to milk a cow. I don't have experience. You have experience yep. uh, in this. Um, for me, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and I think – and I'll, I'll ask another question. When you say milk I consume or milk we consume, is that by drinking? Drinking, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, just drinking. That not, greatly not affects – cheese okay, and, and cool. yogurts and all that kind of okay. stuff. Just just milk you consume. Um. And okay, another question. Sorry. Yep. Yep. So, if the milk that I get from the cow does it taste like normal milk, or is yes. it coming like raw, like unpasteurized, whatever it is, right from the teat, or is it I milk it, it gets you know oh, it, goes it, through it, the process, yeah, yeah, it, whatever. It, it would be whatever you want it to taste like. Some okay. people may prefer the taste of the raw milk, and yeah. and that's what they actually want. Yeah. It's whatever I prefer. It's whatever you prefer. With all of that said, I am actually going to say um, milking a cow. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know. I can't can't believe it. (laughs) Like that's – of all of – so when we talk about the effort that's been put in in all of these delusional (laughs) thinkings, that is the one that I was like, I know he's not going to pick that. I I initially – was like, okay, I can roll the dice, 10%, you know. But then I just come back to these memories of like, oh, like, oh, the mil- let me get a glass of milk. And you pour a glass of milk and it's like, oh, like, oh, it's sour. Oh, it's gross. And then you're like, oh, I really wanted milk. And now you can't have milk because you don't want to run to the grocery store and get it. And your whole thing's sour. It's just a whole thing. And what I will say is that, and like I said earlier, drinking glass a glass of milk is I'm doing a little bit less of that these days mm-hmm. where if I wanted a glass of milk, I mean, it's kind of a – I hope I have a cow. So I need to go get one. So that's actually kind of a, a big challenge unless – I mean, is the cow – Yeah, okay. the, the cow's there for okay. you. And so you the cow's there. Great. Um, You've got space in your, yeah. your backyard. To- sure, yeah. I think I'd rather have the cow, figure out a way to milk it myself, and then, you know, and there's a little bit of a story there too. Like I got, you know, you want to come over? I got some fresh milk for everybody, you know, came from my, my family cow, you know. I Her name is? I was going to say Sally. Sally is the first <laughs> one that came to my mind. I don't know why. Sally the cow. Um, but, yeah, so I I know that is against what my apparently lazy <laughs> attitude is towards these delusional thinkings, but I'm going to milk a cow. See and what's crazy is I was like, shoot, we're going to actually agree on this. Yeah? We're Wait. not going to agree. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me Here, why. Here's my thinking behind it. So I drink so much chocolate milk that there are times where I'm not really sure if it's actually sour or not because of the chocolate. <laughs> uh, so I'm okay. Obviously – you know, I'm not going to drink this super sour milk and you can smell it and you can know that it's going to be sour. But because I drink so much chocolate milk mm-hmm. and I love chocolate. I mean, I drink chocolate milk pretty much every day. Yeah. That's a lot of cow to milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Well, Does I, it? Yeah. That's a lot. A of lot of cow, cow. to milk. Oh, maybe not. That's a lot of milk to get from a cow. Yeah. 
milk to milk from a cow. Yeah, it does sound a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> We're delusional yeah, at this we point. Yep. But that's a lot of milk for me to to get from that cow. Yeah. And even if I'm an expert cow milker. What are those people called? Uh, Farmers? <laughs> well, or do they actually have like a name, a milker of a cow? Uh, wasn't it like a milk maiden? Oh, maybe. Right? Back in the day? <gasps> oh, what is it? Ma- it maids it, of milking. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Milkmaid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Brian, you're a milkmaid. Oh, boy. Yeah, there we this go. This is digressing. <laughs> if you're still listening to this, I can't wait for your comments. <laughs> I, I appreciate all all you guys sticking in in with us, you know, just over an hour. Yeah, but so that's that's my thought process. Is I just drink too much milk, and I'm willing, you know, one out of ten, I'm okay with it being sour. I'm not I'm not in the the same vein as you where I, I gotta drink a glass of milk. It's, yeah, it's more of like a oh, like chocolate milk. There's some chocolate milk. Love to drink a cho- glass of chocolate milk, but I don't have to drink that glass of How often right now – this is one thing I was trying to consider too. How often right now is your milk sour? Like I'm assuming you have – do you have a gallon of milk at home or do you drink I, it mostly? I, I don't. Okay. I, uh, I used to. Okay. Um, but I've tried to taper off. It's hard when – I mean I, I have myself and my wife and to get like a gallon of milk or even yeah. a half gallon sometimes, we don't even get through it because we don't drink it as much. Uh you know, a few years ago, I used to, I used to have a gallon of milk at home by myself, and that determined that was my. Uh, I don't remember what the economic term is, but that was what determined when I went to the store, when I ran out oh, of milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was always like four or five days mm-hmm. needed to go to the store. Interesting. May not have needed anything else. Yeah, but I needed milk. Not bad. Yeah, and, so, and I've tapered off from that. Yeah, uh, but it used to always be chocolate milk. Wow, I'd take the little Hershey's and yeah, ten swirls around, mix oh, it all geez, up in this big glass glass yeah. of glass of milk. That was my my dinner. Now I've started to drink more water because I know I need to drink more water. Yeah, and milk just doesn't provide you the hydration that yes. water does. Yes. Um, especially as, as I get older and, yep. and you know, working out and just – it doesn't replace that yeah. for me. Right. But sometimes after a workout, I'll grab a thing of chocolate milk, have a chocolate milk. So sometimes it's, it's you know, two little, you know, 16-ounce things of well, chocolate milk a day. Sometimes it's one. Sometimes it's zero. That's way too much to milk. Yeah. I, I think – that's that's the challenge, and I think I, I honestly think we're both making the right choice here because I think for ourselves, yeah. Um, even though they're opposites, I think you know for me, I'm not going to be consuming all that much milk drinking, so or at least not recently. So I can go and do a little bit of the manual labor for it, whereas you can't. And for me, like rolling, I hate sour milk, yeah. as I'm sure you do too. But like if I get if I'm drinking my normal milk, which I prefer. And I get a sour milk. It is such a bummer. It is. It's like, it's just when you're, like, you're eating chocolate chip cookies, and you're like, oh, I just want like that that one little uh, glass of milk to kind of pair with it. And you're you're either out or you're or even worse, you see it, and you're like, yes, milk. And then you pour it, and then you drink that. Ten percent of the time, it's sour. I, I won't take those odds. No thanks. Well, we'll we'll again somehow. Agree to disagree. I, yeah, I feel like you set this one up for us to maybe agree, and, yeah. and we just did I, didn't that. And and I was trying to set the bar fairly low at at, at the manual labor. At, well, no, the ten percent. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, if that number was higher, I'm curious how we would have debated on that, or like if it was like fifty percent of your milk was yeah sour, you probably doing the work. Yeah. And, and I, I laugh because. One of our listeners said, oh, you and Justin, you're doing this podcast and you're having these debates. How often do you actually disagree on things? All the time. Yeah. I was like, we're actually not that similar. We're we're 
similar in personality, but yeah. but not necessarily in viewpoints. So yeah, I, I mean, oh, you you did pour your I, I poured a little bit of my okay. I started on the chocolate milk and it was it was very chocolatey, so yeah. I wanted a little yeah. water it down with real milk. Okay, well, um, <laughs> we'll we'll finish these cookies and and the chocolate milk and um, we'll be back with you with you next week. Yeah, and uh, thanks thanks for tuning in. As always, follow us on Facebook at Quest for One Hundred Podcast. Um, we uh, we did get the word out last week, so yeah. um, and thanks for all the new listeners. Honestly, we've gotten a lot of comments uh, recently, so it's uh, been exciting talking to a lot of you guys, and and glad that you guys are enjoying it. And if you guys have uh, more more topics that you want us to discuss, if you're I've I have one person that is adamant about wanting to be a guest on the show. Oh and, boy! And you know, so if we get to that, we need to find the right topic for it. But we, yeah, right topic. We got to get some equipment. Yes, because we can't let people know how we're actually doing all of this. Yeah, because people didn't know. Like they they thought we had a great setup and yeah. They don't, don't want know, the word they to don't get know out. We're, I we're actually, I'm proud of that. I'm yeah. proud of our yeah. our lack of setup and actually how, the quality of this. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. Just just so you know, we have 153 listens. Ooh, that's great. We were at like 80, yeah. or something after the last podcast. Yeah, or I think first we're at, podcast, we were at first. 90. Yeah, yeah. 89. Oh, so that would, we get went up 60 listens yeah. and yeah. Number one. Number one is. Our first episode at, at 37. Okay. Electricity is already our second most listened podcast. Really? Yeah. I think that's because you, yeah, you I spread just recently the word. Yeah, yeah. posted it. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, you know, I think, I think I'm going to have to spread the word on this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I keep forgetting. You do. But that's okay. I also but, keep forgetting to post things on Facebook like our delusional questions, which we have some good ones. Yeah. So. Anyway, we digress. Enjoy your week, everybody. We'll see you next week. And uh, have Thanks fun. for joining us. <laughs> good, good ending there. Good job, Justin. Yep. Till next week. <laughs>